everything that I experienced under plant medicine without taking the medicine, because I know a lot of people are afraid of taking the medicine. So my intention was, I want to literally give them their first spiritual awakening and healing experience of their life without them having to take the medicine. And that's the focus of the three days. Are you ready to uncover your highest purpose, passion, and potential in life? then you should know the keys to achieving your heart's desires are already in you. Do you have a dream to get in better shape, heal relationships, or even create true financial freedom? Whatever it is, understand that the keys to achieving your heart's desires are already in you. If you're ready to unlock your greatest potential, erase limiting beliefs, and be guided on the journey of creating your dream life, then you're in the right place. This is The Higher Self with your host, Danny Morell. Thank you so much for joining Fire and Soul. We call this our sacred sanctuary, my friend. We get to go deep and narrow, and I'm so honored that you are here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited, and I, I'm excited to go deep, as deep as we want to go. Yeah. I know. You know, I'm always listening to your podcast, and I'll link to everything in the show notes. And, and I've often heard you say, you know, I don't want to go too deep, but recently you've allowed yourself to go deep, and I'm like, oh, you can go as deep as we need to go here on this in this container. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was recently in Greece and there was something about that trip that healed that side of my masculine, where I was a little afraid to share some things that I've become aware of. And all of that is like, all of that energy is going away. So um, perfect timing, perfect timing to have me on your show. Perfect timing for me. It's going to be great. Okay. Well then, you know, I've got to ask what were, if you're willing to share some of those things that showed up to be healed that you're willing to let go of and go deep. You mean in the, what you got in Greece? Yeah. Well, you know, Greece in particular was very healing for me in terms of, like I said, my masculine energy and really stepping into my truth and really stepping into the truth of who I am, what I'm here to do, what my message is and providing clarity around all of that. And that's why I made that post when I said, you know, there's a difference between conscious travel and unconscious travel, you know, and conscious travel is you're being called somewhere. By the way, I just got an answer about a trip that I was thinking about taking that it's just not feeling right for me to take. So there you go. Uh, Yeah. Conscious travel is you're being called somewhere. You know, you're being called to go out and visit a certain land or, or whatever the case may be. And, and unconscious travel is what we used to do when we would go party and hang out with our friends, you know, and we weren't very aware of why we were going. We were just going to have a good time and half the time we'd be drunk, you know, acting foolish. And, you know, it's awesome in that, you know, now when I take a trip, there's, I know there's a reason behind the trip. You know, I know that there's, there's something there for me. There's something that's calling me there. And as such, I feel safe. I feel protected. I feel like it's part of my journey to go there. So, so yeah, an alignment. that's what I'm hearing is the alignment. For sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Definitely an alignment with my purpose and alignment with my journey and with my process. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. So I'd love for you to share, even though I did, you know, uh, give a snapshot before he came on the show. What is your purpose in this now moment? Because if you're anything like me, it evolves and it feels like quantum heart leaps every day. I'm like so much growth from a week ago. So where are you in this moment in terms of feeling uh, like what your true Dharma is? Yeah. You know, I have the ability to communicate to large groups. It's, It's very easy for me. I've always said that, you know, I think we all have several gifts, but if I had one, it was, you know, if you had a seminar with 10,000 people ready and the, and the speaker, you know, just got ill and you needed a backup, like I would be ready in one hour. I could host the audience for three days and I could take them through a journey with no preparation, no nothing. That is just something that just, it's just kind of like my nature, you know? And so right now I'm starting to realize that it's all surrounding around truth, you know, the truth of who we are, the truth of our existence, the truth of why we're here, the truth of our our purpose, our potential, our power, and the truth of the journey that each and every one of us is on. And it was interesting, right before meeting you, I'm in the process of writing my book, and things are just really starting to flow. Things that maybe before I was scared to touch on, you know, I'm now, you know, I'm ready, you know, and I'm ready to, to just to just let it out basically, you know, because when you're on this journey and you're on the journey of awakening and healing, what happens is you start to unravel everything that you thought was true. 
everything you were programmed to believe, everything that religion, that politics, that society, that the system, you know, told you to believe. And quite frankly, everything that you believed about yourself as well. And you start to let go of all of that and you get to this beautiful space, right? Which I'll be honest, I haven't met too many that have because the road is a bumpy road, you know, and, and, it, and it gets to be scary, you know, and eventually you have to go through your dark night of the soul. And that process is rough. That, that's a rough one, you know. Um, but if you can keep going on the journey, eventually you get to this beautiful place where it's like, okay, I get it. I get it now. I get it. Like, and I, and I understand. I understand what I'm supposed to do. I understand what I'm not supposed to do. I get it. I get it. You know, and so it feels good to be here. Okay. I f- I'm feeling you right now. And so is this community because we're on the journey with you. I think you're a little further down the path than some, but it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing that we all get to teach each other. So a couple of follow-up questions. When you said, I'm finally here, how do you get access to that? Oof, unraveling. Okay. Un- unraveling all of fear, unraveling all of the barriers that you have subconsciously placed. I call it like, you know, above the mind and then above the heart, all of the barriers that you have placed around both of those things that keep you from, from, from the path, you know, and it takes courage. It takes courage. It takes the ability to surrender. You you know, as well as I do, that's, that's what it takes in ceremony is the courage to surrender, you know, and more and more when you're in plant ceremony or you're in meditation, you're in breath work, you know, when you can learn to just surrender, like this thing just gets really, really quiet. Like I remember, you know, when I first started meditating, it was so difficult for me. And now it's like a second and I can go in and and sometimes that's a trip, you know, and I'll tell you something that I literally haven't told anybody. I'm dealing with bouts of vertigo right now where I go in so deep when I'm laying down that sometimes when I'm getting up, like I have to start reminding myself, like, don't just get up because like, you know, things are like a little, things are like a little shaky, you know, like it happened this morning. I literally was like, I got up, you know, I was deep, deep in, and, you know, I was getting downloads and all that. And I got up and I literally, next thing you know, I'm on the floor. And I'm like, how the hell did I get here? And that I was told that I, I'm dealing with some bouts of, of vertigo because of that, you know, nothing bad. It's just, I just have to remember that that's how deep I'm able to go now. And that is that's part of the journey. That's part of the process. Okay. So this is so beautiful. And I want to actually circle back to the system and what we're really awakening too, because that's happening on the macro. That's a direct reflection of everything that we're being asked to take a look at on the micro, right? And so the vertical thing that you're talking about, I've experienced it too. And what I'm finding is is that we're literally in between two consciousnesses, two two realities. And so we go out into like what could be called the universal realm or the quantum field. But what I think is needed for so many of us to be present to, especially as spiritual coaches and awakening guides like yourself, is we got to live in the 3D. That is our reality. But how can we take that consciousness right here into this moment? So what I'm learning to work with so deeply right now is my practice is, can I be in my body? Can I actually Mm. be firmly rooted in my body? And that for me allows me to be in the present moment to face the hardest, darkest parts, which is also what I want to talk about because this is such a beautiful dovetail that, you know, for a long time now, since September, this podcast, they've been following my journey from awakening to what started as the injection narrative and seeing through that and that being so horrifying, then that awakening me and so many others to a much larger picture that was happening in the world that's been planned, as you know, for thousands of years. And I've heard you touch on this. And it takes a lot of courage to talk about this. But I also believe that the time is now, it's past time to start to have these conversations, not to induce fear, but to actually to get present to that we can actually reclaim our inner authority. We can be Mm -hmm. in this now moment. We can be with all of it because if we only get a little while to live or to be free or to be truly sovereign, I want to make the most out of it. So because I know you've touched on it and I know that you're present to it, I'd like to know your experience, especially as being a father, you know, and how you're navigating that in your body and in your purpose of how you show up in the world. You know, I'm going to tell you an answer that you may not necessarily like, but it's as simple as just being in these in love mm, and being in I peace. I love the answer. That's it. It's as simple as that because that's ultimately that's the zebra. Yes. Right? The when you, right. When you remove, you know, all of it, I, I make this, you know, all the masculine and all the feminine, and it gets to that zero point. 
It's just love. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're in love and you're in love with yourself and you're in love with life, you know, you're in love with the present moment. And yeah, this is it. You know, yeah. And you tend to just really like be okay with that, you know, and you tend to really just honor yourself. And I will say this is like, I believe we're the creators of our timeline. You know, yeah. I believe we're literally the creators of everything, you know? And yeah. so we're constantly, constantly creating, not believe. I know. I don't like the word believe. We'll get into that later. Uh, because um, of religion. Yeah. Because of religion, obviously. But, you know, to answer your question, it's that it's just constantly being in a space of love and inner peace. And if mm-hmm. you can get into a space of love and inner peace, all of the other stuff just kind of handles itself. You know what I mean? Because you, the energetic magnet that you are, you start to pull in and attract everything that you need and want for your soul to be happy, complete and full. And as a result, like life is pretty good, you know, (laughs) it's pretty good. You know, for me, that's looking like, you know, for so long, I was in this in-between land where I was so scared to really step into who I am today. You know, because I was so attached to being a real estate guy, you know, you know, and your listeners might be like, what's the big deal? But it's like when your identity is wrapped around, you know, being this person in this industry, which by the way, most humans do, most humans think of themselves as their work or their industry, right? right? And the work that you do or the industry that you're in or whatever it is that you do is simply a vehicle that you have selected to earn the living that you need to earn in order to live in freedom, you know? Right. And so the more and more that I started realizing and taking a step back, the more I started realizing that even when I sold my brokerage and I sold my company, I still kind of like had a foot in the industry because it was still like my safety net. So I was still coaching real estate agents. Right. And it was so funny. Like it got to a place where even posting about real estate stuff, it was like, Michelle, I just got like disgusting feeling inside of myself, you know, like, no, no, that's not me. Not that I have anything against the industry or anything about it. It was just, that's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to help people awaken. I'm here to help people to see and remember who they really are. And then once they do that, they can take that gift called knowing themselves and connecting to their higher self and apply that energy and that love energy and the energy of possibility to anything, any area, any vehicle that they want. And so, you know, for me, what that looks like is my seminars, my books that I'm writing. And, you know, I I know in the future, I'm I'm going to end up being some, one of these like monks or something. And I just like, um, you know, something along the lines of that, but, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And it feels good. And, And all of this happened. I'm telling you in this trip in Greece, where I was finally able to let go of those attachments and I was ready to start new and I was ready to, to have a new beginning, you know? And so, yeah, it feels good. Oh, I totally get it. And by the way, it's nice to meet the new you. It's just, the, <laughs> it's just continual shedding and shedding and shedding what you share just now about it just didn't feel as authentic. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel aligned. You've even used words about the old Rolex that inspired me to let go of a lot of diamond bangles that were my, you know, worthy mechanisms. I remember right. hearing that on your podcast and I was like, oh my God, I was literally preparing for a plant medicine ceremony and I had all my tens of thousands of dollars, you know, of diamond bangles on my wrist. And I'm like, what, what are you wearing that for? And then you know, I allowed it, them just to come in. Yeah. And you know, like when, as you said that, what I thought is like, you know, what was the price that needed to be paid in order to make those diamonds, you know, because we've seen these movies of these yes. poor little children yes. and it's like, you know, like kudos to you, but you know, for me, you know, in case your audience hasn't heard, it was like, I remember that Rolex was like, it was like my thing. It was the thing that made me me, you know, it was the thing that made me better than the next guy, especially as a Hispanic, you know, and, and I'm just gonna, you know, just tell you because, you know, part of the things that I feel like I needed to work through was the energy that in this country, like whether you, you know, I know there is no racism and I know there is no separation and yet it's still a thing. It's still a thing. So like when I would go to Beverly Hills or I would go to restaurants or I would go to like my country club and there were like white men around, oh, I needed to have that watch because it like, it showed them that I was just as good as them. You know what I'm saying? It showed you. 
and it, it showed was me. old identity That's that right. you hadn't shed right. yet. Like I am as good as them. I'm going to prove right. it. Yes. That's right. And so, and you know, I remember I was going to Beverly Hills. This was part of my journey. And I had already put it away in my safe because I was like, I legitimately felt stupid wearing it. You said like, you felt like a clown. I felt like a moron. <laughs> yeah, like, I hear you. Why? Why do I need? Like, how stupid can you be? You know, it was, it just, it disgusted me as what started to happen, you know? And so I put it in the safe and I go to the safe to open it. And as soon as I opened it, you know, and it was Mother Aya because she was in my house that day. Mother Aya goes, why do you need that? And I go, oh, I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> Come on, I'm going to my favorite restaurant. Yeah, could you just let me wear the freaking watch to the restaurant? I don't want to do this right now, please. You know, she's like, why are you doing that? And she goes, like, you get to a place where you already see the lesson. Yeah. Before you even yeah. say a word, you see the lesson. You're like, you okay, know, no, before you even ask why. You know, before you even, you know, yeah, exactly. And so I was like, well, because I'm going to a nice place. And you go, okay, well, what does going to a nice place have to do with it? Well, there's going to be like, you know, rich people there. Okay. And what does that have to do with it? Well, I want to, and then it came, I was like, I want to feel validated. I want to feel powerful. I want them to know that I'm no different than them and yada, 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 yada. And I'll never, she was like, well, isn't all that inside of you already? And I was like, mm-hmm. and in that moment, it was like, Hey, it's time to sell this thing. I got to just, you know, and I, I'm not, it's funny because I make a lot of money and I, I don't mean to say that in an egotistical way, but money is just energy. That's you right. Know? So money for me is a non-issue whatsoever right. to the point right. that like when I wanted to get rid of the watch and it was like a $50,000 watch, I literally almost was like, I could have thrown it in the sea for all I carry. It didn't matter to me. What matters to me most, and this is one thing that I could teach your, your listeners, is not the cost. The cost doesn't matter. You know, what matters is how badly do you want the truth? Yes. How badly do you want to know what you're really made of? How mm. badly do you want to know who you really are? And, mm. and then, you know, in some areas of like, how badly do you want to experience life and a life of abundance, you know? Yeah. And when you really start to think like that, cost is a non-issue. And mm. what's coming up for me as you share that, because I can relate on so many levels, is that at what cost does it have on you for not finding out the truth of who you are? And for you know, continuing to use these labels and identities and things and the superficiality right. of external forms to be your identity when it's all a facade and a mask. We're learning that's to drop right. the mask now and reveal that's the right. truth of who we are and stand in our courage and our faith that that is enough. That's right. Absolutely. Yes? You know, Michelle, and to me, it's so, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, I have events, you know, I have an event called Awaken and it's coming up here in June. And the sole purpose, I say this with all my heart, the sole purpose of that event is to help people to find themselves. I made the event because I knew, like when I first did ayahuasca, I was like, you know, I was crazy. So I was when like, was oh, that I don't know your first date. Three years ago. It was three years ago, like two weeks ago. Okay. All right. Happy anniversary yeah. to coming home. You. Yeah. So when I first did ayahuasca, you know, and you know this, but it's like the whole world needs to know about this. Like, and I'm over here, you know, I wasn't grounded yet. My root chakra hadn't opened yet. Like I was Mr. Blah, 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 loudmouth. So I'd go on live on Facebook and Instagram. Oh my God, you guys don't know. You don't understand. Blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever the case may be. Same. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're throwing up on everybody exactly yeah. what they tell you not to do, by the way. Exactly. Like, you know, but you don't know any better. You can't even take that in because you're not present to that yet. No, no, because you finally feel, you finally are awake, you finally, yes. you're here. And as a result, you want everybody to be here. Yes. You know, yes. you want everybody to feel what you're feeling. And so, what happened to me was I used to have this event called Relentless. Yeah. And the event was very much created, think of the word relentless, out of my wounded masculine. Yeah. And even then, like, I still had a good heart and I still wanted people to grow. Like, it was my intention. I just didn't know how to do it. Right. Well, relentless, I looked at that event and I go, you know, when you really discover who you are, there's nothing to be relentless about. That's right. There's nowhere to go. That's there's right. no one to become. Mm-hmm. Like, you're already it. 
So this name has got to change. So then I changed it to Awaken. And I thought, I got to create an event where we could help people experience everything that I experienced under plant medicine without taking the medicine. Because I know a lot of people are afraid of taking the medicine. So my intention was I want to literally give them their first spiritual awakening and healing experience of their life without them having to take the medicine. And that's the focus of the three days. And I bring that up because people hit me up all day long on Instagram, all day long to the point I can't ever respond anymore. The team has to respond. And they're like, I need your help. I want to change. I want to change my life. I'm ready. You know, I'm deeply wounded. Uh, I can't get over this ex-boyfriend. You know, I can't seem to get the right job. I can't say that, you know, our answer is always, sure, come to awaken. Crickets, crickets. Why do you think that is? Because people are afraid of the cost. People are attached to the cost. To them, investing money in themselves, they don't even see the words investing money in themselves. They see a cost. They think from scarcity and survival. Therefore, what happens is they think, how much is this going to cost me? Mm -hmm. I just told you the complete opposite a couple of moments ago. Mm -hmm. I told you when you're committed to discovering your truth, the cost is irrelevant. That's when life truly begins, when you can get to that space, because the three energies of mastery, now you've got me flowing. The three energies of mastery of a human being are money, sex, and food, money, sex, and food. And behind each of these three, there are negative programmed emotions, right? That have been programmed into them to keep them from discovering a life of love, peace, and abundance. And that is why human beings don't invest in themselves or, you know, go on retreats and journeys is it because they think they don't, they haven't healed this relationship with money. All they see is cost. And another thing that comes up for me only because, I mean, I've invested over $300,000 into personal development experiences to get to the next level in life, whether it's any one of the three areas that you just mentioned and other areas, right? And we oftentimes think right now, it's like, oh my gosh, just another retreat, just another book, just another podcast. How is this really going to be any different? And we're seeing that, right? There's so many niches that are coming out. Use this human design to build your true business. Use this manifestation technique to really, you know, awaken to your dharma. And so I think as humans, it's it's really, I can have a lot of compassion for, we've gotten a little bit jaded. And so the reality mm-hmm. is, is that we can't, talk anyone into doing anything that they're not ready for. But at a certain point, we hit a threshold, right? And at a certain point, it's like, how I be is no longer bearable. It's no longer sustainable. That's what happened to me when I hit the breaking point, which was a complete breakdown, radical deconstruction that I didn't know then would ultimately lead to a journey of the soul and great awakening. But we can't be responsible for or even guide their journey. They're going to get there when they're going to get there, if they're going to get there, right? Right. Yeah. But I do love that you offer Awaken and believe me, I'm moving that weekend. If there's any way that I can be there, I will. But I invite all of my listeners to go and just devour your page because you offer up a lot of clips and a lot of beautiful moments from past Awaken events. And by the way, how I even discovered you, all of a sudden it was all over Instagram one day from your last event. And I was like, who's this guy? And then I realized that half of my followers follow you. And I'm like, I guess I was ready. I was ready to discover you. So yeah, so we're in very much of a synchronistic flow. I want to circle back to something though that you said about the watch. And I had this experience with the diamonds. And I know a lot of my listeners can relate, but yet they might be judging themselves right now, especially if they're hearing language around. I felt like, I felt stupid. I felt like a moron. I felt like a clown. Were you able to actually give yourself compassion for needing those things and what you thought they represented as you evolved in your consciousness later? My honest answer is no. And I'm going to tell you why we're all wired differently. I have always wanted immediate results. And therefore, once I started feeling it, like it was started off with like a little, like a small little fire right inside. And then once it starts to feel like the heat and the burning, you know, of a, I just said, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I, I got to be honest with myself. Like, look, I got to be honest. I was about to go on a trip. This happened on this call and I had been, all right, I'll be vulnerable here. So part of what also happened on that trip was I went through a little bit of heartbreak and, but that was part of my journey. 
It was part of my journey because it helped me to see some things about myself that I wasn't aware of. So I can just be frank here, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, yeah. So I'm really, really good at, you know, keeping myself energetically clean. I just stay to myself. I'm not with anybody. I just kind of like do what I do. And, and when my partner shows up, she will show up and we will know and life will be great. But when I went through that heartbreak, the old me popped up and I felt like a lion. And I, you know, through the hurt and the pain, I felt like I'm going to go hook up with absolutely everybody. And that lasted for like, for like 48 hours, mm-hmm. you know? And one of those moments was this trip that I was about to take. It's good that I'm talking about this because the energy and the reason for me going on that trip, it was not healthy. It wasn't out of love. It was out of pain, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's the same thing with the watch. It's like, once I become aware of like the truth, I don't want anything to do with it. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't even give myself enough time to give myself grace. It was more of... One day I realized that that's not who I was anymore. And I just simply had to let it go. Because if you don't, you're in no man's land. You're in this space where it's like, you know, am I in or am I out? You know, which obviously was a little bit more difficult than me for me when it came to the real estate stuff. But when it came to the watch, it was like, no. And I put it away. And then I just decided to get rid of it. So the the true answer is no, when it comes to that situation. I love it. Now, I'm assuming that you're talking about a romantic trip that's not quite aligned and authentic and might be some behavior from an old identity that you're no longer willing to behave as. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm really, really good at not behaving that way. But what happened was the energy of heartbreak kind of. Yeah. You know, kind of bring out some old. That's right. And then you got to catch yourself and you got to go, okay, hang on. Wait a minute wait a minute, you know? And so, yeah. Okay. But Danny, that's the moment that I'm talking about with the watch, even that you might not be able to remember, but that moment when you caught yourself, are you able to be with yourself in compassion in that space? Cause I think that is the nuanced moments and choices and decisions that we're all being asked to make right now. And it's small and it's subtle, but we don't see it as all, this is the inner spaciousness of everything that we're being invited into right now as we awaken fully. You understand? Yeah, yeah. So I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah, I just, I guess I'm just a little bit quicker. I don't stay in that space too long. I don't ever, you know, judge myself. I don't ever allow myself to, to feel guilt or shame or, you know, it is what it is. And it's a part of my journey. And even that getting there to be able to say that that's been a part of the journey because that's all wasted energy. And that's, that's what darkness wants from us. Darkness wants us to be in guilt and shame. And so you know, if you're listening to this right now and you still love your watch, I'm going to say, wear your watch because yeah, that's your journey. You know what I'm saying? It's like you be you and you make decisions based off of where you are at, you know? Yeah. You see, there's energy that's being released right now. So excuse yes, me. Yes, yeah. The somatic releases. I love it. I heard you on Kara McCarran's podcast that you repurposed on yours. Karen is actually, Kara is someone that I've known for many years and I was so happy the two of you connected. And I heard you mention that he is awesome, but I heard you mention that you are celibate. Is that something that you're experiencing now? Yep. Yeah. Which is, I was going to go break it, you know, (laughs) and you know, I was called to literally by source, you know, and right now I feel like I'm free from it. Like I I don't really need to be, it just, you know, I'm just in flow right now. That's it. Yeah. I love it. What I was was about to go do was not in flow. That's what I'm saying. It was from the wrong energy. Yeah. See that right there is such a beautiful teaching because a lot of us are so programmed, right? By the system, by all of our cultural, you know, conditioning by everything that we know that's ancestral karmic and unconscious. And we're not even aware of why we make the decisions that we make, whether it's the food that we eat, the friends that we hang out with, what we post on social and something that I really, really love that you talk about so often on a male driven podcast, right? As a man who had a billion dollar a year in sales company, and you say something that really, really helped me step more fully into it amongst another teacher of mine. And it was around the ladies and that dark feminine that I would call it. And it's like the proving and the performing of how I will be deemed sexy and worthy and desirable from all the things that we do. And the biggest clue for me is like even a filter on Instagram or like I used to have lash extensions or, you know, I didn't think I could just show up and be like the authentic me. So would you expand onto that? Because we have mostly women, you know, listeners here. And I love your wisdom there. 
Yeah. Number one, I felt led to tell you, you are beautiful with or without eyelashes or any of that. And that goes for all of you ladies that are out there listening. And I think that that's the key. You know, you've got to remember something, ladies, is that we, you know, it was the plan of darkness, right? Mm -hmm. To separate all of us and to cause confusion. And so what was the first way that they were going to do that is to attack the source of love to attack the divine feminine. And so what happened was women used to be seen and valued for their wisdom. This is why you, you say now behind every good man is, is a good woman. I don't like to think of behind is by side by side is what I yeah. like to think, but that's the same, you know? And when I was married, it's like, you know, whenever I had a tough decision to make, I would go to Claudia mm. and Claudia, because women have this intuition, the, the true power of the woman is the heart, the intuition and the womb, because the mm. womb creates life. There's nothing more powerful than that, you know? And I bring these things up because I've been in a ceremony where I literally have seen the medicine go in and literally heal uteruses. That's how powerful Mother Aya is for anybody out there who's been afraid to meet her. Don't be. Like, she's the most beautiful, most beautiful medicine that you could ever sit with. And so what started happening was where women used to be valued for their knowledge, They started to be devalued for that, right? And then they started to be seen as bodies. And and they started to see themselves for their body. And then they started to compete with each other, right? For the attention of men. Because men used to honor and value them for their wisdom. Now they honor and value them for their bodies. And you don't even need to think, is this true? Just feel in your heart and you'll feel that this is true. Or just take two minutes on Instagram or social media, and you will see the darkness in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And I say this with all love, but if you're a woman out there and you are injecting your face with these needles or injecting your lips with this Botox or even putting on the fake eyelashes or changing your body, I want to let you know, every time you do that, Mm -hmm. you pull yourself away further and further from who you really are. And you drive yourself more and more into pain, drive yourself more and more into an energy that eventually you will either have to heal or some people don't ever heal that. Mm. But there's this space where women are now competing with each other for what? Mm. For the attention of men. Let's talk about men. These freaking men are wounded. They're wounded. They're not connected to their hearts. They don't know who they really Mm. are. And so for the men, the men were also shown to compete amongst each other as well. So men are in this toxic masculine energy that causes them to compete against each other and also do the same thing that women are doing. Mm. They try to change themselves and enhance themselves, maybe not physically, but when they do, what do they do? They take steroids, they take growth hormones, they do this testosterone replacement therapy. I know because I was there as well. Mm. And if you pay close attention and you look at like 95% of all our masculine influencers and for sure our Hollywood actors, you could see the puffiness in their face and the redness in their skin. They're all injecting them with something. Well, let me let you know what's really happening. You are injecting yourself with death. Because Mm. anything that was created externally to make you feel good internally is a system or a product of the system. And it's Mm. causing you, whether you realize it or not, to shorten the length of your lifespan. Mm. Secondly, what they do is they enhance themselves through cars, through watches, through fancy suits, through it's the same exact thing, right? It's the same exact thing. And so this is the journey. This is the journey to higher self is to start to understand that all of that is literally darkness and all of it has been programmed in you, literally generation upon generation behind generation. Your brain cells, your DNA has literally been changed so that you become this version of yourself that is constantly looking outside of yourself for the answer where everything you've ever wanted is within. Everything you've ever wanted is within. Yeah, and the more that we disconnect and we you know, start to actually resonate with the dark energy and the dark forces that tells us we need those things in order to matter, to be beautiful, to be desirable. We disconnect more and more. And then that's so painful, but we can't be with that. So we numb, suppress and oppress. So then let's talk about relationships. What happens when a woman is out there and she's in this space in her life? I have a friend and it 
literally breaks my heart. We can't even conversate anymore. But I have a friend who is like literally one of the top models on Instagram. And it's like, every time I look, her face looks different. Every single, and I'm like, and it breaks my heart because that's an outward sign of what is happening inside. If you have to change yourself in that way, what it really means is you're not at peace. You're not happy. You're not proud of who you really are. So when a woman, and let's just say, you know, out of a thousand women, we're talking about 999 of them are in this energy and some are competing in it. And and some have decided to just stay away. And they, because they're not in this world, see themselves as less than these women. Yes. Or it's on the contrary. You guys are the ones that get it. You guys are the ones that should be celebrated. But the problem is, is they see themselves as less than, then they're living from that energy. So they can't attract the partner that they really deserve. They can't attract the partner that their heart really wants. Neither can her, neither can she, the one that is changing herself and living in this system because she's living in the energy of the toxic masculine, not the divine feminine. The divine feminine just opens up her heart and boom, anything she wants is just, she's a goddess. She just draws it in. She just draws it in. Right. That's what's the same thing with men. Right. So with men you're dealing with and you're, and you're talking about the alpha male, right. Mm -hmm. Or in society, people think of like, yeah, I want to be an alpha male. No, that's the last thing you want to be because the alpha Mm -hmm. male is living from darkness. The alpha male, Mm -hmm. his power principle is pleasure. It's success. It's power. So you see the guy with the Lamborghini and the shades and the big muscles from the injections and the sharp suit and all this shit. And it's like, the women want that. I'm here to let you know that was me. That's the last thing you want. Because that man will never love you. Yes. He doesn't love himself. Yes. Because he doesn't know how to love himself, he can never love you. Yes. You know what he loves? He loves power. He loves success. He loves going somewhere. And if he's constantly going somewhere, he will never be at peace in your home. Mm. Never be at peace with you. Mm. And he will always be looking for someone or something else. It'll never so, be enough either. It'll never be enough. Insatiable. He's not enough for himself. Yeah. He doesn't even realize it though. He's been right. programmed to be this way. Mm. And this is why we have to come back to ourselves. This is why we have to awaken. This is why we have to heal. And this is why it takes courage to do that. So literally going against everything you once were to discover who you really are. Gorgeous. So beautiful. Thank you so much. It just reminds me like that we're living in the realm of like Eros you know, it's like just this passionate, alive love in this now moment. Another scenario of what you just described that got present for me as you were sharing about relationship dynamics and what we are sort of like programmed to be attracted to. There is another perspective, which is the extreme opposite, which is I'm so spiritual. I am conscious. I've awakened to some degree. I can see past all that, but now I'm better than that. And that's a dangerous, slippery slope as well, because it's so seductive to be in the realm of separation, even from a spiritual hierarchy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but then you're not really awakened. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for pointing that out. That's exactly it. But then you're not really awakened and you haven't really healed because you're right back at separation. Exactly. So what I like to share here is don't worry about what anyone's doing. Coaches, men, single, not single, whatever that you don't find desirable. Bless them and let them be on their way. No, it has nothing to no, do with you. Them, no, exactly. It to, yeah, it has nothing to do with you. You know, as a single man, if I'm on Instagram, for example, yeah, is it? And I'm looking. You know, I'm a little different. I see things a little different, but so I, I can see right through it. And it's just you like see no, energy. I yeah, see energy. Feel, like, yeah, no, that's feel. it. Will never. It will. Maybe three years from now. Maybe nine ayahuasca journeys later. Maybe <laughs> five mushroom journeys later. Maybe you know some deep couple of sessions of throwing up and maybe then, but yeah, no, I don't, I just, I see energy. I feel energy. So yeah. I totally get it. Oh my God. Beautiful. There's something that I want to circle back to before we wrap. Do you need to pause? Yeah. And I was just going to say, but that doesn't make me better than anybody. No, I get it. And that doesn't make anybody better than me. It's just, we're just at a different path in our journey. That's it. That's all it is. That's exactly it. And by the way, what I've come to realize, and this has been helpful for me because I went through that phase. I went through the cult mentality of my awakening of everybody needs to know this, including plant medicine. I shattered it from social media rooftops. I 
talked about it in detail here. Probably 40 people went to the same place that I went because I shared. Then I learned for me, at least medicine probably needs to call you because you couldn't talk me into it when I wasn't ready. I was asked so many times to sit in LA and Malibu. So was I. So was right, I. But I was, I know I've heard you share that. But when I was ready, I was ready, even though I actually went to the place knowing for sure I was not going to sit, but I was doing it for my mom, which is pretty funny. But I just wanted to circle back to something around when you talked about how a woman who's living in her divine feminine, because if this is going to be helpful, if you do repurpose this on your show, and I know it's helpful for mine because it's mostly women 40 and up, maybe 35 and up. And you talked about the divine femininity resides in our intuition, our hearts, and in our womb. And on my last plant medicine experience, and I've never shared this, and I'll just share it briefly. I can go deep and narrow another time when I don't have Danny Morrell on the ha- in the house. But in the second night, because you know the first night, if you do two nights, and I've done many more than two nights, but it clears the density so that it, so the medicine has access to the real deep work and healing, right? That could be provided as an insight, and then we've got to do the integration and work with it for you know our lives. But the second night, I was. She took me into my, what would have been my womb, but I had a hysterectomy a long time ago and I didn't get to have kids. And so the story that I had been telling myself for the very longest time, and I'm actually getting the charge of emotion right now, which is okay because it's still in there for me to just work with and be with, but I know a lot of women can relate. So this is why I know I'm being asked to share this medicine in this way, in this moment that I've never shared is that she was showing me that I'm still a whole, perfect, beautiful, complete, and desirable, and a full woman with wisdom to offer, regardless of the fact that I might not have a uterus or didn't get to birth children. And then she actually gave me the power of my portal. Like literally, like it was like I was giving birth, Danny, in my second night of ceremony. It was so intense. I won't go into graphic details. It's not necessary. I believe I'm painting the picture. But what I was being asked is to allow all of life to to flow through me as my divine purpose. And she kept showing me like this. I'm putting my hand up into my third eye and to like just zero in into the truth of who I am to know that there's nothing missing. And a lot of women have had to have a hysterectomy. It's just the first thing that fucking doctors go to these days in the the medical care system, right? So if there's anyone listening that feels unhealed or unwhole, because maybe you don't have a womb anymore. You are still a beautiful divine consciousness that has nothing to do with a physical vessel. Yes. Because that's the body. Yes. There's still the energy. Yes. There's still your chakras. There's still your soul. And those are two yes. completely separate things. And so mm. you're 100% correct. 100% mm. correct. Yeah. And yeah. as a matter of fact, what I got is that you are giving birth and you are a mother. You know, you're a mother to all of your followers. You're a mother and you're teaching and you're guiding and you're showing and you're loving them. And so let's not get attached to, you know, these paradigms that the world creates. You know, we're all on a journey. Yeah, Yeah. we're all on a journey. And, And I will tell you this. I have heard this several times that it's like in like the Indian cultures, like, you know, they don't want to have kids. Because they, I thought I heard this one time, I think I'm correct, because it makes it tougher when it's, when it's your time to go, because, you know, you're, so it's like, that's the last thing that they want is to have kids and <laughs> true spiritual teachers. So, yeah, there's oh, one thank you. you know, it's just, it's been a tricky thing and it was, and I battled and suffered with that for, you know, 15 years. And it's like you are downloading the wisdom that I heard from grandmother Aya, because she literally said that she goes, you're birthing and you're mothering and you're parenting, not only yourself first and foremost, but your listeners, your students, your clients, your community. That's that's why I knew what to tell you that. Yep. Yeah. And so I don't know who needs to hear that because I didn't anticipate sharing that. I share very openly and very vulnerably on this show all the time, but we've got these constructs of what it means to be feminine what it means to be a mother, what it means to be a woman. And some of those things, if they're not on that lineage of what the system has told us they need to be, then somehow we've deemed ourselves as not worthy or not enough, or something's fucking broken in me. And it's not true. So this brings something up for me. I had two mothers and one was my mom. She's not here anymore, but the second was my, you know, she was my second mom. And this was my Tia Jenny. She was my aunt (laughs) and Tia Jenny never had kids either. But she was the glue that held our family together. And I loved her so much. And I miss her so much. And she still comes to me here and there. 
but you just helped me remind you just reminded me of her and that you know she didn't have kids but it was like we were all her kids and if there's ever a woman you've ever met in your life i never saw her ever say a single bad thing express mm-hmm. a negative energy never never this woman was just pure joy smiled from ear to ear loved everybody and this was even before i knew what love was this is a woman that had figured it out and she knew love without plant medicine and she was everybody's mother and to me she was my mother mm. you know so just i hope that helps especially for some of you ladies out there that are listening right now i know it's helpful because it just brought up some tears that came to my field of awareness that's clearly in my body that's still cleansing sure. and healing and you know what's sure. so beautiful i did a shipibo plant medicine journey this last one so they pray ikaros right the chance and the the, yeah, the yeah. cleansing and it was so intimate and so personal And so when he was doing the cleansing and then I went back to my bed and I knew that, you know, ayahuasca was moving through me and getting me in tune with my womb energetically, but I knew that she was leaving a last little piece for me to continue to integrate and implement in my Mm -hmm. daily life. It was like, she was like, we're not, I'm not going to fix this for you. This Mm -hmm. is deep. This is karmic. This is ancestral, but you're going to heal lineages your your grandmother and your grandmother's that may have given birth, but there's other areas in which they didn't feel whole. And as a woman, right. right? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. We've had a whole conversation around truly healing the feminine and the masculine energies. This has been so beautiful. And I deliberately didn't ask you about your awakening journey, not because I haven't hung on every word of it. I actually have Danny, but because Uh you've shared about it so many times on your podcast. So I'm going to invite all of my listeners to go and binge if they haven't already, because you share so openly and so honestly, but is there anything else as we begin to wrap this first conversation that I hope will be one of many that you wish I would have asked you or that you feel is important to share outside of Awaken, which we'll talk about in a moment? No, and you know, other than that, you're beautiful and you're perfect and you are, you have nothing to worry about and that you are <laughs> always protected you're always guided and all of your ancestors are behind you. All of your mm-hmm. angels are taking care of you. And when you're ready, and this is, you know, for all of your listeners, but when you're ready to discover yourself and to truly go in, you know, take no rush, yes. everything will happen in its perfect timing and yes. it's perfect alignment. That's, that's ah, beautiful. Okay. Wait, hold up. That reminds me of one other thing. So by the way, the other main message, the number one message from my most recent plant medicine experience is she said, take all the time you need. Yeah. And that is the only way that I know how to experience my divine feminine flow is by just relaxing into the moment. One thing that Matt asked you was his last name Libris or Ibris. Yeah. Way back. Okay. You were on his podcast. You repurposed it to yours. And you said, be careful, though, what you ask for when you allow yourself to go into the awakening journey, because it is a wild ride. So for anyone who's afraid to let go of the stuff that we need as our mask, of the alcohol, of the proving, the programming, all of the control in the masculine or the dark feminine, any final words on that kind of bravery that it takes to let all that go and simply be in it with open hearts? Yeah. I think the real bravery is doing the work. Yes. Right. It's, you know, it's coming to an awaken. It's doing, starting your meditation practice. It's doing yoga. It's Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, eliminating, you know, or reducing animals from your diet. All of those things start to change your energetically. Mm -hmm. And then as you change energetically, what starts to happen is some of those things that you once never thought you'd let go of, you just no longer want. It's so true. Right. Because cerebrally, again, masculine, it's like, how do I let go of this? Or how do I become this? Or how do I go do this? Or how do I go come? No, 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 no. Just do the work. Yes. Just do the work. And if you do the work, then everything you've ever wanted to become, you will become. And everything you know you got to let go of, you will let go of. Because the work inside is what actually changes things. Because the outer world is just Mm -hmm. a reflection of the inner world. Beautifully said, and we're no longer resonant with anything on the outer world that isn't a direct reflection of all the light being embodied from an open, beautiful heart. That's right. It reminds me of Rumi's quote, you know, as you live deeper in the heart, the mirror gets cleaner and clearer. That's right. 
And that just reminds me of this whole conversation. So my friend, how can those that will feel magnetized to your medicine find you and connect with you? You know, Instagram, yeah. uh, Danny Morell. I, mm-hmm. I have, you know, I feel like I give a lot there. Um, you do. Yeah, I feel like I give a lot there, you know, almost, you know, from a business perspective too much, but that's okay. It's just my heart, you know? And then when they're ready, you know, dannymorell.com backslash. As a matter of fact, there's a free healing session that I have, dannymorell.com backslash discover, where I take you through like a little mini awaken. It's free. Mm-hmm. It'll take you an hour and 20 minutes. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. And then dannymorell.com backslash awaken. That's my three-day event. Okay. And let's not forget your incredible podcast, The Higher Self with Danny Morell, which is how I got to know you and felt like, you know, you were a soul buddy on the path. My listeners already know, so I don't need to tell them again, but virtually step by step by step of the deconstruction and deep awakening and all the inner work in the interim. It's like we've been on the same journey. You just started, you know, maybe a couple of years before me, but it's nice to know there, you know, there is a path and that I can just help to reach as many people as well. Like you are on the mission of on yours, not to teach them what I know, but to help them awaken to the truth that already resides within. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for bringing your whole heart and soul and your vulnerability to this conversation and for downloading so much guidance and wisdom. I couldn't be more grateful for your time, Danny. I'm grateful for you as well. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad we connected. A friendly reminder that as you hear and listen to these incredible stories of transformation in our podcast, what's drawing you and what's connecting to your heart and making you feel what you feel when you hear them is your future self. Because what you're actually listening to is your story. It's your story of transformation. After all, we're all one. So anything that someone else experiences resonates with you because you probably have experienced it as well. A breakthrough that someone else experiences is probably resonating with you because it's the breakthrough that you're ready to have yourself. All you need is a little bit of guidance and a little bit of courage to accept the guidance. And so we want to invite you to visit our website on morelglobal.com and click on the button that says help me with, and you'll see how we can help you on either your business development or your personal development.